Payroll is likely your organization's largest expense. It's also complicated and mistakes make payroll even more costly. But you don't have to wait until an employee complains or the government calls to make corrections and stay compliant. And that's why you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself with a payroll audit. In this episode, we'll cover how to conduct a payroll audit, including why it's important and common mistakes to avoid. By the end, you'll have a better understanding of how to hold yourself accountable when paying your employees. We'll discuss why you need to conduct a payroll audit, how to conduct a payroll audit in seven steps, and common payroll mistakes to avoid. Let's get started. Why you need to conduct a payroll audit. So first, let's consider why you need to conduct a regular payroll audit. Simply put, the stakes are high. You're managing how people get paid, their livelihood in fact. The government takes it seriously too, which is why compliance mistakes can be so costly. More specifically, a regular payroll audit will help you improve your accuracy, stay compliant, and find fraud. To be clear, errors are much more likely than fraud, but both can still hit your organization where it hurts. An audit is an opportunity to ensure that tax withholding and benefit deductions are up-to-date and correct. It's also important to revisit your processes for calculating overtime and tip credits. Employees will often let you know the moment they notice an error on their pay stub, and the government will eventually notice repeated or egregious inconsistencies on tax returns. But you shouldn't have to wait for someone else to bring payroll mistakes to your attention. HR pros must be proactive and a payroll audit can help you hold yourself accountable. How to conduct a payroll audit in seven steps. Before we go any further, I would recommend you consider seeking help from your bookkeeper or CPA, especially for a more thorough audit that would require payroll accounting. The seven steps we'll cover are intended to help you conduct a more limited internal audit for the purpose of improving your processes. Having said that, here's how to audit payroll in seven steps. Step one, limit your scope. First, depending on the size of your organization, it may be impractical to audit every employee's pay for every pay period of the year. Instead, sample a percentage of your workforce to review and establish a time frame for your audit. After all, payroll is ongoing, but your audit cannot afford to be. I would recommend basing your time frame on two or more consecutive pay periods and conducting an audit at least once a year. Step two, review employee information. Much of payroll can be automated, but that means incorrect inputs will lead to incorrect paychecks and tax deposits over and over. Mistakes in employee information are exacerbated by automation. Look out for changes in pay rates due to a promotion, changes to W-4s due to life events, and changes in residency that may affect taxes. A robust, all-in-one HRIS like Bernie Portal can help manage these updates to employee information across HR functions. Step three, verify hours worked and days off. For hourly workers, you should confirm that their time and attendance is correct for pay periods you're auditing. Don't forget to account for any sick or vacation time that hourly or salaried workers use that may affect their pay. Misclassification of workers and miscalculating hourly and overtime pay are two of the most common payroll issues investigated by the Department of Labor's Wage and Hour Division. Bernie Portal has features to help you track time and attendance as well as PTO. Step four, note any variable pay, atypical payments, or off-cycle payrolls. 
Your payroll audit should also include making sure that any overtime is compensated at one and a half times the regular hourly rate. Other variable pay to review may include bonuses, commissions, shift differentials, hazard pay, signing bonuses, recollection pay, and corrections from previous payroll mistakes. Many employers choose to process supplemental wages by running an off-cycle payroll, so you'll need to keep that in mind as well. Step five, recalculate withholdings and deductions. Calculating withholdings and deductions can be complicated even when everything goes right. In fact, we recently devoted an entire episode of HR Party of One to just that. I'll link to it in the description. If you noticed any W-4 or residency changes earlier in the process, you'll need to update those calculations to reflect those changes. It's also important to double check benefits deductions based on enrollment, as well as any changes to HSA, FSA, or 401k contributions, which many employers allow employees to make at any time, not just during enrollment. Step six, reconcile payroll with accounting, bank, and tax records. Earlier, I mentioned that you might want to consider working with your bookkeeper or CPA, and this step is why. Many employers find it easier to manage payroll through a bank account separate from their general business account. To reconcile payroll with accounting and bank records, verify that payroll transaction totals are reflected in your organization's general ledger and in your bank statements. You should also double check that your tax deposits were correct and timely using Form 941, the IRS's quarterly tax return for employers. And finally, step seven, analyze, report, and improve. Once you've audited all of your payroll steps we've covered, you need to take what you've discovered and make meaningful changes. Analyze your findings and report on them to leadership. Have some ideas for improvement when you present the audit results, such as updating how timesheets are approved or how bonuses are authorized. When you implement these changes, clear and specific communication will go a long way in getting your workforce on board. Five common payroll mistakes to avoid. So far, we've touched on a few examples of what to look for in a payroll audit, but these five common and costly payroll mistakes should definitely be on your radar. Misclassifying workers. According to the Fair Labor Standards Act, non-exempt or hourly workers are entitled to overtime pay at one and a half times their regular rate of pay while exempt or salaried employees are not. Similarly, employees are entitled to certain protections and benefits depending on the employer's size, whereas independent contractors are not. The difference between hourly and salaried or employee and contractor is not entirely at the employer's discretion. I'll link to the DOL's guidelines in the description. The risks of misclassifying are most often designating a non-exempt worker as exempt, which should deny them overtime pay, and designating an employee as a contractor, which would deny them certain protections and benefits. These are topics we've covered in detail on HR Party of One. I'll link to those episodes in the description. Miscalculating pay. Beyond base compensation, you also need to factor in supplemental wages such as bonuses and commissions and additional payments such as reimbursements and stipends. Give employees clear expectations and make sure dates are set up for these payouts. Overpayment and underpayment are both problematic. For more information on what to do if you overpay an employee, check out an earlier episode of HR Party of One on the topic. I'll link to it in the description. When running payroll, it's also important to make sure the correct premium and contribution amounts are deducted from each paycheck. Also, 
Failing to correctly garnish wages for outstanding debt, tax liabilities, or child support can lead to problems for the employee and the organization down the line. Missing pay deadlines. One of the biggest mistakes is also one of the most obvious, forgetting to run payroll. Organizations need to follow through on paydays to ensure they aren't putting employees in a pinch. The first step to consistently meeting your payroll deadlines is determining your organization's pay schedule. There are four main options, monthly, semi-monthly, bi-weekly, and weekly. Some organizations have even started offering on-demand pay. For more information on how to choose the best pay schedule for your organization, I highly recommend our episode on the topic, which I'll link to in the description. Neglecting tax forms. This one seems simple enough, but it can also be easy to overlook if you're not using an HRIS like Bernie Portal to help you manage payroll and tax information. W-4s need to stay updated in your payroll system to avoid having to issue payroll corrections. Otherwise, employees may get a surprise bill during tax season. After the end of the year, employers are required to send W-2s to employees and 1099s to contractors, and those forms should match your payroll records. Remember, too, that employers must file Form 941 to report their taxes on a quarterly basis. And the last mistake, incomplete records. The FLSA requires organizations to retain payroll records for three years. These records keep track of all employee pay information and are crucial to have on hand when an organization is audited. It can feel tedious keeping track of payroll data, but doing the work upfront reduces errors down the line and may prevent your organization from incurring potential fines. By now, you should have a better understanding of how to hold yourself accountable for best payroll practices through regular audits. If you're just getting started in payroll, you might be interested in our recent episodes on how to run payroll and how to get your payroll certification. I'll link to those in the description. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.